Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project, Morning Coffee. I'm your host, Vince Tagliavia, live with you every morning, Monday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. Pacific Time, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time to discuss the news and events of the world to start our days off. And uh, today's show is called Global Peril. Today's November 6th, 2023, and we're just going to skate right through the news and then continue on with our days. Tune in tonight, this evening. Josh will be live with The Daily Dose at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time, which is the schedule Monday through Thursday to discuss the unfolding global conspiracy, communism, etc., etc. So that is Monday through Friday, 8, uh, 6, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Tune in. Um, Friday, we had a wonderful show. Josh Reed and David Whitehead got together and discussed David's chapter 10 called Overseers of the docuseries Cult of the Medics. It was a good time if you tuned in and you know. If not, you could always go back and watch it. Uh, the interview with Josh and David, it was two or three hours. It was really great. Uh, we have a little teaser clip here for it. I guess we will watch that to start off with. And uh, David's docuseries Cult of the Medics uh, goes deep into this cult that has seemingly been around for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And he does some great research and puts all these things together. It's a ton of information. Each, each chapter is a ton of information and uh, well worth the watch. So uh, let's watch this clip and then we'll, uh, we'll get on with the news, but just check this out. They might not know they're, real, they're, they're facilitating an even higher agenda than what they think because like what David Icke was breaking down in chapter 10, the section that I did, this was the interview you and I did with him, was the stages of compartmentalization in the right. spider's web. He talks about the spider's web. And I love how he says, Ultimately, that spider's not human. You get into that if you like. That's for the biggest secret of all. And then from the spider out to the strands of the web, you're going to meet your secret society networks. And then from there, you're going to meet your roundtable groups and then you're going to meet your political groups like the world economic forum that everybody knows and all that and then you're going to get filter it down to the level that you know throughout that entire compartmentalized structure the further away from the spider that you get the less the people involved know the bigger picture the closer to the spider you get the more elite level you get the more people know more of the agenda but the real agenda is only known by the spider I suspect that, after all, we're useful, that among contesting claimants, adjustment has occurred, or that something now has a legal right to us, by force, or by having paid out analogs of beads for us to former, more primitive owners of us, all others warned off, and that all of this has been known, perhaps for ages, to certain ones upon this earth, a cult or order, members of which function like bellwethers the rest of us, or as superior slaves or overseers, directing us in accordance with instructions received in our mysterious usefulness.
so <clears throat> that is uh, part of the intro from Chapter 10, The Overseers by David Whitehead. Uh, Josh and him had a wonderful conversation, as I mentioned. And those conversations, uh, conversations on the fringe here on the Red Pill Project take place on Friday nights at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time where we unwind for the weekend and we start talking about conspiracy and uh, uh, spirituality and things and, you know, hauntings and ghosts and, and just things that are a little off the wall. And uh, it all kind of relates to the daily unfolding of the news and events of the world, oddly enough. However, we try to take it away from politics and things. If you like that type of conversation, tune into the Friday Night Show, and we'll have more of this kind of stuff uh, coming out. There's great interviews and great discussions, and sometimes we have... Um, uh, people, you know, the listeners, you guys, Red Pill family, join us in these conversations, and it's a good time. And then there's a private discussion after that show as well on our private social network, socialredpill.com. So uh, check out Cult of the Medics. It's a wonderful series. There's a lot of content there and a lot of information and uh, support David Whitehead. You could find it all at cultofthemedics.com or dwtruthwarrior.com. And I highly recommend going back to Friday's show on Rumble or wherever on uh, redpills.tv and checking out that full interview with Josh and David. It's fantastic. All right. Well, folks, we're going to talk about the news here. I just want to say good morning to Summer. Good morning to uh, all y'all tuning in. Uh, Left Maryland, thank you so much. And Quiet Toad and RMU, good to see you all. Hope you're all doing very well. Let's get into it. We're here for the news after all. So let's take a look. Let's start with finance. That's what we do here. We start with finance. So get your coffee. Yahoo Finance has an article. The headline is this. U.S. stocks climb as investors look to extend gains following the best week of the year for the S&P 500. That's right. We just experienced the best week of the year for the S&P 500. All year. This is the best week. Unbelievable, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, my God. Goodness, they're really they're uh, they're really pumping it. They're really pumping it. Uh, yeah, so we see the markets are up today. Um, gold is at nineteen uh, one thousand nine hundred and eighty nine dollars and seventy cents right now. Crude oil is at eighty one dollars seventy five cents. Uh, silver twenty three dollars fourteen. Bitcoin just over thirty five thousand. And they just keep pumping this market, and they're probably going to continue to do so. So uh, at least uh, the market's not completely crashing yet. We'll see, though. I mean, that could change in, in a blink of an eye with uh, major events, anything that happens around the world. So we'll just keep our eye on it. That's all we could do. And make sure you know, you're know you talking to people, financial advisors, whatever you can do to protect your wealth, diversifying, and um, doing what you can, right? I mean, thing, it's tough out there right now. We've got uh, this interesting story that came out the other day. I think it's worth discussing. Uh, we have here, just I'll just tell you the headlines. We're not going to go into all the details. There's a lot of news to cover, but uh, Epic Times reported that another San Francisco office building recently sold on auction for a fraction of the original purchase price. Uh, it was bought in 2018 for $64.25 million, $64.25 million. It sold, it just sold for only $15 million. So in 2018, it was bought for 64 million, over 64 million, and now it's sold for 15 million. I wonder who purchased it. Hmm. 
and this is a big trend we're seeing in these cities like San Francisco. We're seeing a transfer of wealth. Purchased. It says here, uh, the property was sold by Swift Real Estate Partners on October 6th to Massachusetts-based Cross Harbor Capital Partners, an American investment firm, <laughs> which originally lent $71.4 million to Swift back when they purchased the property. Wow, how convenient. Wow. They are just, they're going to make a lot of money on this. I mean, the people who are investing in these uh, commercial buildings and even the residential buildings around our country are uh, when things when things turn around are going to just be making a fortune. Uh, I mean, this is crazy. Uh, you know, a lot of office space is abandoned in cities as people leave and work from home, and it's going to change. Things are going to be different in the future onward let's see um zero hedge reported this a uh, few days ago three days ago here the much more accurate and less manipulated household survey shows employment collapsed by three hundred and forty-eight thousand. the biggest drop since the covid shutdown which we talked about a little bit friday morning uh absolutely horrible data coming out um we had the Biden administration Friday come out and announce another $425 million in funding for Ukraine. Uh, of course, people are still concerned about places like Maui and other places in the United States that are absolutely falling apart and not prioritized. Uh, our tax dollars are all going overseas. Seems to be the priority. It's really a horrible situation. We've got this this morning by Zero Hedge. Europe's gas storage hits a record high, but winter worries persist. A couple bullet points here. Europe's gas storage is nearly full, yet this may not be sufficient for winter needs, leading to uh, continuous LNG imports and additional storage strategies, including utilizing Ukraine's facilities. Wow. Germany and other EU members have linked long-term LNG supply contacts stretching beyond 2050 net zero target, indicating a realistic approach to energy needs versus idealistic transition goals. This tells you the climate scam's bullshit. They're not actually planning on doing this. This is a big scam. I mean, otherwise, why would they be doing this? Do they just want to kill the planet? That's a big scam. Anyway, it also says here, Think tank IEEFA warns that the EU could be over-investing in LNG import capacity as demand is projected to decline, pointing to potential mismatches between infrastructure and actual gas requirements. I don't know. It sounds like a speculation there. <sighs> anyway, they go on to more of these uh, details on these deals and their energy needs. And uh, don't just, you know, this is a problem globally, energy, especially with uh, the crooked Biden administration here. Um, they've completely depleted our reserves almost after Trump had topped them off during his presidency. And uh, we're expected to have some severe storms this winter. So make sure you guys are preparing uh, the, to the best of your ability constantly. And I know uh, money's tight. And I know it's difficult and I know laziness comes in and you put it off and I do the same thing. Trust me. But 
you've got to motivate yourself and get something prepared. You need to have emergency kit, maybe a bag in the car for emergencies as well. Some snacks, some water, some tools, uh, spare tires, simple things like this are very important. A first aid kit in your car, a first aid kit in your home supplies. Uh, that includes medicine, etc. We're going to talk more about prepping and preparation for these kinds of things at the end of the show. And there are some links in the description to help you with that. Uh, Redpills.tv slash Patriot, etc. Where you could get long-term food storage if that's in your budget. If not, we'll talk about other ways that you could prepare on a budget. Uh, but using the links in the description do help you prepare. They do help us as well. And it helps some good companies that we uh, we vibe with and we agree with what they're doing. So thank you for all of your support in utilizing our sponsors and supporting us and the show and preparing for yourselves. Things could, you know, you never know. All kinds of disaster can strike. And uh, I think the chances are increasing as we see this global conspiracy unfold. Let's get on. Let's talk a little bit about Trump. Trump testified in New York today in his New York civil fraud trial. Zero Hedge reports that after weeks of tumultuous and bitter testimony and cross-examination in New York Attorney General Letitia James's civil lawsuit against members of the Trump family, the star witness is expected to take the stand when the trial resumes at 10 a.m. on November 6th, which it is has resumed. And they are going. Trump had a statement on this, and let's hear what Trump had to say. Trump's war room. So while Israel is being attacked, while Ukraine is being attacked, while inflation is eating our country alive, I'm down here, and these are all political opponent attack ads by the Biden administration. Their poll numbers are terrible. You saw what happened today. The New York Times and CBS came out with a poll that I'm leading all over the place, but uh, it's a very unfair situation. This is really election interference and so this travel is ridiculous the numbers are much greater than on the financial statement and we've already proven that they said mar-a-lago is worth 18 million dollars mar-a-lago is worth anywhere from probably 50 to 100 times more than that and it's a terrible terrible thing these are political operatives that i'm going to be dealing with right now uh, you have a racist attorney general who made some terrible statements, and you see some more that came over the wires today. It's a very sad situation for our country. We shouldn't have this. This is for third world countries, and it's very unfair. It's very unfair. But in the meantime, the people of the country understand it. They see it, and they don't like it. They don't like it, because it's uh, political warfare, as you would call it, or political lawfare. Another name, I got a lot of names for it, but usually it takes place in third world countries and banana republics. And nobody's ever seen that to this extent. We've never seen it here. But we will go along and we will hopefully uh, do very well in every regard. We'll win the election and we'll make America great again. That's what we're going to do. We're going to make America great again. But we have to take away from the thugs that we deal with and the horrible people that actually must hate our country to do this. But we will uh, we'll fight very hard for our country. Thank you very much, everybody. All right. Trump, everybody. 9.54 a.m. Eastern time. Interesting. Very interesting. And uh, I think he's right on all that. So we will have updates on that 
<clears throat> tonight at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time on the Daily Dose. See what uh, unfolds there. Um, what else have we got? House Oversight Chair reveals new crime allegedly committed by the Biden family. Let's do something about it. BeckerNews.com reports. Uh, <clears throat> House Oversight Chairman James Comer revealed a new crime to add to the laundry list of illicit activity allegedly committed by the Biden family during an exclusive interview with Maria Bortoramo on Sunday. They talk about the origins of the $40,000 payment we've been hearing about, etc. Well, let's do something about it. I'm sick of hearing, oh, we're going to get them. We're really, we're going to do something. Uh, and then, uh, well, here's James Comer. Benny Johnson reported this on X. James Comer tells Lou Dobbs the Bidens will be subpoenaed in the coming days. This was on November 3rd, 2023. They said, quote, because we got these bank accounts, then we're very close to bringing in the Biden. I would say it's a matter of days before they get served. Well, serve them. Do it. Hurry up. Stop talking about it. It's well, well, well overdue. I mean, World War III is starting. Everything's going to shit. Our cities are falling apart. Everybody's pissed off. Nobody wants Joe Biden in there, even the radical left. And, you know, so something needs to be done. These um, politicians and all these people that they're, they're, you know, they're your, uh, they're your representatives. They care about you. Oh, I'm a Republican. Uh, well, what are you guys doing? Have you done anything? Why isn't Joe Biden? Why aren't there impeachment proceedings immediately? No. The first thing that you want to do is send aid to Israel and fund this war. We could debate on that all day, but I mean, America first. What's wrong with America first? Election fraud case breaks out in three Democrat states. New voting was ordered in one state. Just the News reported this. This is good news. A little bit of progress. A little bit of good news. Uh, Benny Johnson goes into details on that. We're going to move on, though. We talked about that last week, and hopefully we see more. Hey, thank you, Lisa, for the donation. I appreciate you very much. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great weekend, and uh, hope to talk to you soon. Maybe we could do a little uh, Red Pill Project chat tonight. I think we will. I think I'll jump in there. Uh, and thank you, Shaz. I hope uh, I hope you are blessed. I hope your day is blessed. Thank you. I hope you have a wonderful day, too, Shaz. I appreciate that. So yeah, tonight on the social red pill, uh, we'll do a little we'll do a little chit chat if you guys are up for it, and get a you know get some uh, nice little uh, party going just for a little bit. All right, onward here. We have breaking information this morning by Stephen Crowder. He has released the first three pages of the um, National Shooters Manifesto, which we've been waiting for months. They did not release it. Uh, and this is the trans shooter in Nashville, if you guys recall. Um, this is this is horrendous. I'm not even going to read the whole thing. If you guys want the whole thing, you can check out Steven Crowder on X. But here are um, a few quotes. And uh, there are worse things in here than this. But it's exactly what we suspected. This was a trans shooter. The journal was leaked to Stephen Crowder. And this here are some quotes from this manifesto. Uh, Stephen Crowder wrote, Nashville, shoot, Nashville School Covenant Shooter Audrey Hale's Death Day manifesto targeted, quote, 
crackers with quote unquote white privileges. She wrote allegedly, quote, want to kill all you little crackers, unquote. Quote, I hope I have a high death count. Quote, I'm ready. I hope my victims aren't. And quote, ready to die. Um, these pages have been published on x.com and Steven Crowder has covered them extensively. And this was written on March 27th, 2023, this death day manifesto, um, where they go into detail, uh, the shooter, the crazy deranged shooter goes into details and, uh, uses a lot of horrible language. Uh, ironically, I believe this was a white girl, right? I don't know. Um, but just a horrible turn of events. Um, a lot of kids in our country or, you know, young adults are uh, absolutely mentally deranged. And I think it has to do with uh, many things. It's horrible. Um, yeah, Haley was a transgender 28-year-old man going by the name Aiden. It was a woman, I believe. Hale entered the Covenant School on March 27, 2023 in Green Hills, Tennessee, killing six before being shot and killed by responding officers. Uh, absolutely horrendous. Uh, LouderEarthCrowder.com has the full report and the full three pages of the manifesto, and I believe there may be more to come on that. There may be more in this manifesto or more in this journal. Very interesting that Stephen Crowder got a hold of this. Um, Assuming that this is all true and real and correct, I believe it is. Uh, so just horrendous, man. Absolutely horrendous. And of course, they didn't release it right away because, well, that destroys their narrative. They want uh, to control that narrative. But it's unfolding and people are waking up, man. A lot of these shooters are turning out to be lefties. They brush that under the rug. It's just horrendous. Not that it doesn't happen on the other end. There's crazy people on the far left. There's crazy people on the far right. And all of it's wrong. Horribly wrong. Anyway, onward here. Uh, Bill Maher is waking up a little bit, apparently. Misinformed on uh, X published this little clip here where Bill Maher, the comedian and actor, I believe, calls out Neil deGrasse Tyson which I guess we could call Neil deGrasse Tyson an actor as well. Uh, I think he's a phony. I think he's fake news perpetrator. I think he's corrupt, and I think he's immoral. And uh, Bill Maher apparently does too. This is a pretty awesome clip. Let's watch. Surely there is a portfolio of jokes that would still work on a college campus. Surely. I would hope not. From what maybe some college campuses, the ones you read about are fucking insane. You've given up on an entire generation. I have given given up on any place that doesn't even remotely attempt to believe in free speech and thinks that anything that that they hear that they don't like, that they don't agree with, is violence. These people are fucking nuts, and you should be calling them out. Somebody like you, who has standing with kids, should be not joining them. You're doing doing what parents do. You're taking the path of least resistance, and therefore hurting the kids and yourself. Parents ruin both their lives. They ruin their fucking spoiled kids' lives, and they ruin their own lives because the kids rule the roost. So that's what you're doing on a national level. I'm feeling more like on the porch. 
Get off my lawn. Really? I feel like we're in the barbershop. <laughs> there you go. I agree with Bill Maher. They're batshit crazy, and you should be doing something about it instead of perpetrating the craziness. Our society's sick. Snowflakes are just being multiplied because of, well, snow, no snowflake parents uh, and, and society and, and schools and colleges. It's just horrible. People are really nuts. And we saw this with the climate cult again and wokeness on X. Breaking climate cult strikes again. The group called Just Stop Oil took hammers and attacked uh, Rockaby Venus, a painting painted in 1651 worth uh, 900, I'm sorry, $90 million in the London National Gallery. Here's them. They care about climate change. Oops. Okay, I don't want to hear their message, but they took hammers to the painting. And while well, they just broke the glass, I don't know if they damaged the painting. It's just stupid. It's like they do this because they want you to hear their message, their crazy, radical message of uh, climate scam stuff. Here's more. Sky News reported. A Just Stop Oil protest is currently underway by the uh, Cenotaph to oppose the government's decision to auction off new oil and, gla and gas licenses. Let's see what they're doing. These people are crazy. All right, let me just show you the uh, latest uh, footage that we have that's come in to us from the Cenotaph on Whitehall. As I was telling you a short while ago, there's been a protest down there involving environmental campaigners just stop oil. As you can see, a number of people lying down on the uh, road beside the Cenotaph. Uh, so stupid. Police have come out and forced these protesters uh, uh, have come out today uh, in protest against government decisions to... Uh, hold auctions for new gas and oil licenses uh, every year. There were two just up oil protesters arrested for criminal damage at the uh, uh, Portrait Gallery uh, just a short while ago. And uh, of course, as you'll know, the Cenotaph is in public focus right now because it is Remembrance uh, Weekend. The Remembrance Celebrations Memorials will be held this weekend at the Cenotaph and the Metropolitan Police trying to make absolutely retarded hey you can't say retarded it's offensive i don't give a fuck anyway um yeah everything's gonna be better right we're gonna get rid of fossil fuels and uh get rid of uh gas appliances and make them illegal and uh, put restrictions on new homes and we're going to change the future and we're going to save the world. Bullshit. It's all bullshit. The data's bullshit. Um, it's the biggest scam out there right now. One of them. Part of the bigger agenda, I believe. Uh, here's Burbank, Burbank, California at 11.15 p.m., almost the middle of the night, and people wait around to charge their... Electric so cars. You want to charge your car, huh? Well, don't come here. You'll be here till three o'clock in the morning. And that's just the cars that are getting charged. 
Here's a line. And this is the line of the cars wanting to get charged. And this is the great hoax to get rid of gasoline so that you can go sit in a line. I don't, you know what? It's so bad. They can't even sustain the number they have now. And they're like, well, all we got to do is build more charging stations in more towns, which they are doing. Um, but it's not sustainable. You know, what are they doing? How are you charging that? Oh, you're plugging in, plugging it, plugging it into your uh, house, which by the way, if you have a standard cord, that, like a normal outlet, it takes forever, like weeks to charge your car. Just so you know. If you get uh, more voltage installed than a new plug for your car, it's a little better. Uh, it does cost you quite a bit to install. Get an electrician over there. And our infrastructure cannot support this. Nowhere close to everybody having an electric car can be supported by this, let alone can we even afford them. I mean, I don't know about you. I don't have a new car. I don't, I've never had a new car. How about that? I, I don't. You know, I don't like, I don't want a car payment and uh, I don't have that much cash. So, you know, I go with uh, a cheaper car and um, yeah, I mean, this is crazy. There's, it's the biggest scam ever. And uh, you have to wonder, it seems like a lot of the things that are being pushed are detrimental to society and not logical when you really look at the data uh, logically instead of just listening to the experts. The experts say wear a mask and get a Tesla and your life will be perfect and you'll be happy and uh, everything will be great and we're going to save the world. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Um, I think the plan is, well, if shit hits the fan, if the grid begins to not be reliable, people won't be able to travel and that's good. They don't want people traveling. Uh, why is the distance so limited it's because they don't want you traveling far i believe yeah i don't know it's just my opinion i don't trust it i don't believe it for one second um on the war front here israel issued a urgent global travel warning for all citizens traveling anywhere in the world the spokesperson said on november 3rd because of the rise in violence against Jews. And, well, violence, not only against Jews, but everybody, right? There's violence across the board, but also targeted towards Jews. And uh, it's a horrible situation. So urgent global travel warning. It's pretty big. The insider paper here. U.S. military announces sending a nuclear submarine to the Middle East. This was published yesterday. Not good. Just more resources for this war. Endless wars. Mario Knopfel reported on November 6th, this morning, U.S. deploys over 17,200 military personnel to the Middle East. This deployment includes 12,000 sailors on the USS Ford and Eisenhower Carrier Strike Groups, 4,000 sailors and Marines with the Bataan Amphibious Ready Group, Bataan, Bataan, sorry if I'm mispronouncing this, and an additional 1,200 troops deployed in the region, the source Fox News Pentagon producer. 
There we go. They've transited the Strait of Gibraltar. Just more of our troops. Putting out, getting out there is horrible. Uh, here we have the insider paper breaking yesterday. Iran warns the U.S. will be, quote, hit hard if it doesn't secure ceasefire in Gaza. This is from Iran's defense minister, according to the Wall Street, Wall Street Journal. And uh, their state TV, that's a state TV quote from Iran. We've got Iran's foreign minister saying, the Americans sent us a message in the past three days saying they are seeking a state, uh, ceasefire, according to state TV. We'll see. I hope so. This comes after we've got well, not after, but uh, this morning we saw. I saw this story here. I don't know if you guys saw this. This was reported by somebody called Katie Davis Court on Twitter. Thank you. Shout out to her. Breaking Antifa and pro-Palestinian activists are blocking a U.S. military ship from loading weapons and supplies being sent to Israel. This is at the port of Tacoma in Kami, Washington State. Let's see this. Wow, they're at the port. They're protesting and chanting. This is crazy. This is absolutely insane. Blocking a U.S. military ship from loading weapons and supplies being sent to Israel? I'm not pro-war, right? But we know the same people have funded the two sides of the wars as far back as you could historically research wars. Okay? I don't think it's any different today. And there's evidence to support that. Okay, I think the same thing is happening with the destabilization in our country. We see people like Soros and these NGOs and these interesting money flows funding radicals on both sides. Infiltration happening on the left and right. And you have to wonder, we saw the protests and the summer of love in 2020 where all of our cities were burnt down and disregarded as peaceful protests, mostly peaceful protests. Remember that a lot of that was funded by people like Soros. Many people believe, and there are, there is some evidence to support that. Now these same groups, Antifa are infiltrating these pro Palestinian activist protests, which is interesting. And then you also have these massive pro-Israel protests and things happening at the same time globally. Pro-Palestine, pro-Israel, we have these various protests. And I believe this is just organized destabilization. I don't think uh, I don't think a lot of this is organic. I do think a lot of people get sucked into it, but I think it's a trap. And I think it's a part of this global agenda, if you will. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just saying, uh, you know, it kind of makes sense. 
Blinken made an unscheduled stop to Baghdad, expanding U.S. diplomacy in the Middle East, according to Bloomberg, on November 5th. And he sent a message. Blinken sent a message from Iraq from to Iran from Iraq while he was there. He said, don't do this. Don't do this. Onward. The Israel army has announced that it has cut the Gaza Strip in two, which they've been working on for a week or two. Maybe a little longer. I'm not sure the exact um, timeline on that, but I remember they were uh, about halfway there last week. And what they've done is they've infiltrated the center of the Gaza Strip and sent and uh, sectioned off the north from the south now. And uh, Mario Noffel reported this, that Israel has shot down a ballistic missile in space, marking a historic first. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Israel, uh, Mario wrote, Israel deployed its aero missile defense system to intercept a ballistic missile outside Earth's atmosphere in a landmark combat event. He continues, the ballistic missile launched by the Iran-backed Houthis from Yemen covered nearly a thousand miles over the Arabian Peninsula en route to its target, the Israeli port city of Elat. The Israel Defense Forces has provided limited information regarding the interception, but it is known that the Air Force operates several Aero 2 systems designed to destroy incoming missiles in space using hypersonic inceptor, interceptors. The source for this is MSN. Fake news, but nonetheless, you know, once in a while you get a nugget of truth out there. It's a very interesting story there. Space Wars. Uh, viral News New York City reported that um, Hamas commander of the Deir al Bala Battalion, Wael Asefa, was eliminated in an airstrike overnight. Asefa was one of the commanders responsible for sending Hamas into Israel to commit the terrorist attacks on October 7th, allegedly. Interesting story there. Finance Minister, here we go. RT.com reported, shortage of aid for Ukraine spells crisis for EU, according to the Finance Minister. Kyiv is facing a deficit of at least $29 billion in next year's budget, Sergei Mershenko has said. Insufficient financial aid for Ukraine will plunge the country into a crisis that could spill over into the EU, Ukrainian Finance Minister Sergei Mershenko has warned. They're just begging for money still. They want everybody else's money, and that is the only thing keeping them afloat in this scandalous war where Russia has alleged many, many, many sites being taken over, sites, medical sites, biological research sites funded by the U.S., in fact, and they released a lot, they released a lot of data and information on this that has been ignored by the mainstream media. Weird. The U.S. will send them money one way or another, especially with Crooked Joe in office. But they're struggling, and the Republicans are not really pro-Ukraine. But they all are, they are all very pro-Israel, and Israel's pro-Ukraine. They've donated money to Ukraine, so what's keeping Israel just from getting billions from the U.S., and which they don't even really need? They're a very successful country, and they have a very successful military anyway. Um, 
don't want to spend those dollars in the U.S. and make this country better. No, we want to destroy the world, right? Anyway, not not literally we, but you know they, 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 them, whatever they fucking want to be called. Um, what's stopping Israel from getting aid from other countries and then just sending it to Ukraine, right? That's kind of what I'm thinking. Why wouldn't they? And maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. But I'm just kind of thinking. I don't know. We saw an interesting report uh, coming out of Hong Kong, a very concerning one. Um, has to do with health. Several people have reported experiencing eye pain, vision problems, and sunburnt skin after attending uh, something called Ape Fest, a bored ape yacht club NFT collection event in Hong Kong. So this is like a crypto event in Hong Kong, and people are experiencing eye pain and vision problems. Uh, somebody commented on this, and this is uh, interesting. Uh, somebody called Green Machine Seventeen Ryan on X said, "Rumor has it that it's possible the UV lights were either disinfection lights repurposed for the event, or the bubbles refracted the laser lights, creating pins of extremely intensive UV light." That's crazy. I mean, very odd. Um, very odd indeed. Yeah, I don't know the legitimacy of this or anything, but this was reported by the Insider Paper. Uh, very concerning. Very weird. Maybe we'll hear more information on this. Some kind of weaponry? I don't know. Um, all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about prepping, y'all. I told you we're going to talk a little bit about this. Um, we never know what's going to happen. Earthquakes, tornadoes war terrorist attacks supply chain problems looting fuel shortages because of war who knows but uh, we all need to do something to prepare even if you are living paycheck to paycheck take a few dollars from every little bit of cash you get and do something to prepare in some way be creative just take action in some way, and you'll be better off than most. Survival News. It's a great place to get information here on this type of topic. They wrote an article that says, Insulate and protect yourself and your family from war with these practical preparedness tips. And you know what? Maybe war won't happen. Maybe things will all blow over. But you know what's going to happen no matter what is storms, floods, rains, wind, who knows? Accidents, tree limbs fall, you don't have power for three days or seven days. Terrorist attack on the infrastructure, you don't have power for two weeks. You know, who knows? There's a lot of possibilities. Let's see what kind of tips here are here. Uh, prepare and build your stockpile. Just some of the essentials. What to do first and you could argue the order of this you could argue the order of what takes priority but here is a list of things that you should be thinking of get a pencil and start preparing if uh you feel like you're unprepared for these kinds of things or just want to get more prepared really write it down prepare check things off as quickly as you can afford to um food budget permitting Keep stockpiling extras of food items that you and your family will eat. 
that will meet everyone's caloric requirements, such as non-perishable foods, foods that require little to no cooking, must-have shelf-stable foods, stored staple foods, special survival foods, and so on. So non-perishables, canned goods, buy some canned goods that are on sale every time you go to the market, you know, just, you know, a few dollars here or there will go a long way. Water, determine your basic water needs by making a list of each household member's daily water requirements, including your pets. And it's probably a lot more than you think. So I think you want multiple gallons per person just for a few days. Okay. I think it's like a gallon a day per person, probably more when you consider you're cooking with that water, you're drinking that water, you're cleaning with that water, you're bathing with that water. Okay. Water. Have water on hand. Make sure you keep it clean. Make sure you swap it out once it's expired. Make sure you know how to filter water. Maybe have a water filter on hand or know how to make a water filter. Um, know how to sterilize water. Different methods to do that know how to maybe create drinking water out of salt water if you're by the ocean. I don't know. It's a lot of things there with water. Storage containers. Um, stock up on canning bottles, food-grade buckets, mylar bags and pouches, portable water bricks, and so forth. The good thing about storage containers is you could buy like a huge big bag of beans or rice fairly cheaply still. More expensive than you could a year ago, but still you can buy these bulk goods especially from like stores that chefs go to or places like Costco, you buy a big, big bag. And what you want to do is store it properly, put it in um, airtight bags, uh, properly seal these things up, maybe have moisture uh, absorbers in there. And these things will stay on the shelves for years, many times, many, in many cases. So it's a little bit of work, but it's a cheap way to prepare Buy a big bag of rice, buy a big bag of beans, mm -hmm package them up and put them on the shelf. It's great emergency food, but you'll need water. Medicine and medical supplies and equipment. It is important to take the time to review your medical kits to ensure they are up to date and contain all the necessary items for the current situation and beyond. Medicine and medical supplies. This includes personal medications that you rely on. I know it's difficult to get a surplus of certain medications, especially in certain situations with certain prescriptions, but with timing, I've heard of people being able to increase the amount that they have on hand uh, by timing their, by doing, there's creative ways to do it. Um, uh, anyway, um, medicine is very important. Uh, definitely a lot of research there to do, but to at least get the basics in there, bandages, sterilization equipment, gloves, these kinds of things are very important. Medical supplies and medications. Um, tools. Tools are important. Survival knives, sharpening tools, measuring, uh, manual tools for the kitchen, gardening, home repair, plumbing, emergency rescue, things like axes, bolt cutters, crowbars, pliers, screwdrivers, sledgehammer, wrenches, and so on. Basic toolkit will come in handy. Maybe even just a multi-tool could get you by in some cases with certain things that you may need to repair. Gear and equipment. This one's big. One of the very first priorities for anybody who's concerned with any type of emergency event, uh, you name the event, uh, communication is going to be key. And it, it, it's great to have a radio. A solar radio with a hand crank is probably the best because 
you could crank it and charge it up. You could get news through it. You could get entertainment through it. You could get radio through it. So uh, if there's a power outage, a lot of these have flashlights built into them as well, where you could crank it. You crank it, you got a flashlight, you got a radio, or you just leave it outside during the day, let it charge by the sun. It's fantastic, and it comes in handy. Uh, other gear that needs to be considered is clothing and footwear for all seasons. Make sure you have some warm clothing. Personal protective paraphernalia, uh, dust mask, gas mask, uh, bug out bags, tarps, practical weapons for self-defense, fire starting supplies, cordage, etc. There's a lot of things out there. This is a lot of stuff that you could put in this bag that you keep in your car, put it in a bag that you keep in your home or mul multiple bags even. Um, ultimate power sources. This is great. Power supply is almost always one of the first casualties. So start adding a reliable source of emergency power that you could depend on. That radio that I just talked about, crank radio, solar powered crank radio, a lot of times you could get one that have like a USB port in them as well. So you could crank that up and charge your phone if you need to make an emergency call or, you you, you know, whatever. So that's a good thing to have. Um, you could also get uh, generator generators and store fuel and make sure you're storing your fuel correctly and do your research. There are additives you could put in that let you store fuel longer. Make sure you are uh, storing it safely as well so you don't have any accidents and um, generators come in handy. Um, especially if you have freezers and refrigerators or appliances or medical equipment that you need to keep running in the case of a power outage. Um, this is big. Learn basic survival skills. Physical fitness. Your preparation should involve making sure you're healthy, physically fit, strong, mentally prepared when things go south. And um, that's so true. Very important. Uh, and the good thing about these uh, basic survival skills like physical fitness is that it's not just beneficial for this case. This is going to benefit you throughout your entire life, right? Physical fitness and being able to, to move a little bit is great and will help us live longer lives and everything. So even if this stuff doesn't happen and this is just fear-mongering bullshit, it's still beneficial and it's still worth it. Uh, here's another one. Garden growing for food and medicine. The only way you can ensure your future survival <laughs> is to grow your own food. You know, maybe nothing happens and maybe that's not true, but it's a wonderful thing to do. Uh, extend your stockpile because your food stash will eventually run out. Yeah, it's great to have some heirloom seeds on hand, uh, have some good soil on hand as well, or know how to make it. And um, you could also raise poultry and livestock for food and barter if you can. Water purification methods, food preservation, home remedy, home remedies, and emergency medical response care, uh, building a shelter and home repair. You know, some of these things are maybe to some people like, oh, really? That's that's extreme. It's not going to be that bad, but you never know. Building a shelter, home repair is never a bad thing to know. Foraging, foraging, yeah. What's in your area? Is there any food? Is there a water source? Can you fish? Can you hunt? How are you going to hunt birds in your area if you ever had to in a weird situation or who knows what kind of situation? Maybe if you're in a more urban area, you know, you're like, uh, you know, I, I can't shoot a bow and arrow. I don't have a bow and arrow. I can't shoot a gun and hunt a bird in my neighborhood. It's dangerous, you know. Well, maybe get something like a slingshot. 
get a slingshot and get those little metal uh, bearings that you could shoot, kill small game, squirrels, birds, who knows? I mean, why not? I have one. I mean, it comes in handy. It's silent. It's a silent weapon for hunting. It's good. Fairly silent compared to a gun. Um, Self-defense. Self-defense could be a very great skill to know. There's a lot of versions of self-defense, right? Hand-to-hand combat, weapons, how to use them properly, training, etc. You never know. It also says here, prepare financially. Okay. Prepare your family. Let other people know what the hell's going on. Come up with plans, that kind of thing. Learn how to use medical equipment. How do you use a tourniquet? How do you, you know, what do you do if somebody is uh, passes out and is unresponsive? What if somebody chokes on something? How do you do the Heimlich maneuver? These are all basic medical skills that are important for anybody to know that lives could be saved just in a household. Um, and you could teach kids these basic things even. Uh, understand the importance of community. Engage with your community. Find like-minded people. Set up plans, community-oriented things, community gardens. Uh, f- make sure that uh, if there's anybody in your area that might need help, you know, uh, somebody's grandmother lives down the street and she's 95 and uh, she uses an oxygen tank. Well, if the power goes out, she might need a little help. Maybe keep that in mind and help these people prepare as well. It's very good. It's very noble and a very great thing. We need community in these times. So Willow says, tell your doctor you're leaving for a vacation and you need extra medication and then save that. Okay, that's one way, I suppose. Um, very interesting idea there. Cool. Thank you, Willow. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed this morning's uh, show. We're going to be live again tonight at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time with the Daily Dose to give you any updates on the current unfolding global conspiracy with Josh Reed. So tune into the Daily Dose tonight. Um, also, we'll be having an after chat tonight. I'll be there. Josh will be there on Thursday night and hold a Q&A. But uh, tonight on socialredpill.com, we'll have a little conversation to hang out and catch up with each other. It's been a while. And uh, that'll be fun. So I'll see you there tonight, probably about uh, 8 p.m. Pacific time. I'll jump on. But you guys, it's open all the time. Head on in there and say hi to each other. You're always welcome to utilize those, uh, oops, those rooms. And... um, We'll get on with the week here, and we'll let you know as any updates come to the Red Pill Project as we continue our uh, project here of uh, decentralized media. So stay tuned, folks. Uh, Hit those like buttons. Hit those shares. Share this with anybody who cares to listen, and I appreciate that. I appreciate all of you very much for your continuous support. And, uh, well, I'll see you tomorrow morning at the same bat place, same bat time. Take care. God bless, and Godspeed. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patched the game. <laughs>
Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.